Hello and welcome back to the Parenting on Purpose podcast, where we explore the highs and the lows, the wins and not the losses in parenting, because every experience is an opportunity to grow from. I wanted to get this episode out before the end of the year, because I do believe you may take some value of this. I do intend to share a few personal insights on my life to give you full transparency that the journey of consciousness and everything that comes along with it isn't something we are born into, rather grow into. So I will endeavor to share with you some segments of my journey so that maybe you find parts in it that you can resemble and will help you understand why I stand so strong in what I teach and inspire anyone to believe. From as young as I can remember, I always loved having a diary and writing in it, holding it with me, carrying it wherever I went. So it's no surprise that I've taken this habit with me into adulthood. I'm a massive lover of goals. I write them, I evaluate them, I work towards them, achieve some, adjust others, and sometimes just miss some. I don't wait until the new year to write a list of new goals or a new year's resolution. Each day is a new resolution for me, an opportunity to best show up, and sometimes my best may merely be a matter of surviving. I truly wake up and notice what a blessing it is to have another chance to smell my children, laugh with my loved ones, and have a good coffee. Each day I evaluate my circumstances to who and what I am responsible for and make adjustments required to work towards my goals and my responsibilities as a mother. The skill of adaptability is something so integral in trying to do it all. It is the understanding that the weight of priority determines how, when and with what you show up with first. This is a skill I will continue to develop as it will never be an ending journey of being pulled in different directions for different needs. Motherhood is a wild ride. We cannot deny that, but it doesn't mean we should lose ourselves in it. Learning how to hold on when the road is bumpy and throwing your hands up in the air to have some fun is the art of learning the skill. Before my journey into consciousness and stepping out of the victim mindset of poor me, I had this serious misconception that for some reason, my goals, my life, my individual happiness and aspirations needed to be put on hold that when I became a mum. At one point in my life, I was paving the way through university and working a full-time job. And then all of a sudden, I was a first-time mum and everything else around me had to come to a stop. It wasn't something I had planned to do. It just came naturally. But I just didn't know any other way to exist or coexist alongside my child rather than for my child. It was as if all my dreams, desires, needs, and wants just disappeared. No wonder the saying, I lost myself, is so common. I clearly remember an old stationery store called Kiki K that I would window shop at for the first two years of being a mum, wishing and craving for the day that I could buy a diary again. But I had this belief of, why do I need a diary? I'm I'm just a mum. What am I supposed to write in it? What's the point in spending money on a diary that I cannot write in? 
How stupid would that be? I remember thinking to myself, it was still quite a taboo topic to show the raw struggles of motherhood and the isolation for me was real. So motherhood definitely didn't come naturally, intuitively, and I definitely didn't get to enjoy the perks of it or the connection of it in my first years. If I could go back in time, I would ask my past version self, stupid according to who? Because my goodness, I really wanted that diary. I really wanted my goals, my dreams, my happiness, and really, really, really want to normalize that you will find periods in your life where parenthood isn't where the happiness lies due to many contributing factors. It could be the resistance, the age, the defiance, the challenges, some serious consequences that you are laying down and holding boundaries for, and the list goes on. But back then, I used to think that there was something wrong with me for not enjoying that period of time, for having the lack of sleep, not being familiar, not sharing the love, not showing the connection, not enjoying being needed 24-7 in that newborn stage. Why am I not finding this easy? I remember asking myself, why am I struggling? Why am I not excited for my child? Why am I counting down the time until I can be alone? So it was fair to say that being a first-time mum really got me to believe that this hat of motherhood is stuck on my head with superglue and I cannot take it off, don't you dare. When I consider where this belief stems from, I do draw it back down to culture and society and conditioning that this martyrdom of motherhood that you need to dedicate your entire existence for the children in front of you and that they be your only priority and that nothing comes after that or else you're a bad mum is so invalid and untrue. Until I hit absolute rock bottom and I passed that Kiki K store again while I was trying to put my firstborn to sleep with that coffee in my hand, just trying to be around people because being at home was too quiet and too lonely for me. I asked myself that question. What would happen if I just bought that diary? And funny enough, the following year, I went back to uni finished my master's in education and the rest was history. I know I went on a bit of a tangent, but I know so many mothers out there feel lost or feel purposeless or bored and I always present them with the question, who are you when you are not a mum? And I guarantee you every client of mine that have asked this question, answer me with, um. And this is where the beauty of goals and goal setting is. What is it you want to do or be? What do you need to get there? And why do you want to get there? There is also an art when it comes to goal setting that you can only learn through practice and that is setting realistic goals that can be accomplished within the right time frame and within the right means. Being able to identify this will give you a level of fluidity that you may lack if you set goals that are unattainable, which would then follow with you giving up. Could there be a new hobby that you want to start, a new fitness goal, eating habits, spiritual habits, a course that you want to take? If you were to imagine 
the best version of yourself? What would you look like? What would it feel like? And what would you see? Give yourself the time and space to explore and allow yourself to go there. Give yourself permission to unlock levels that you have shut down because of your responsibilities in life. And then ask yourself, how can I accomplish this within my means, within my time frame? Do I need to ask for additional help? Do I need to seek care? Do I need a finance? Contact a few organisations. This all becomes a list of micro goals to reach your macro or your major goals. So if you haven't purchased the 2024 planner, I strongly recommend you do and start to envision what it is that you want to be accomplishing and where you would like to be in one year's time. Something that I have done differently for my 2024 goals is after writing my business goals, my professional goals, my finances and my spiritual, I have subdivided my last category of family into a section for each child. So I have three. So I have three rows with my children's name at the top. And I had reflected on what I have accomplished with each child's individual needs and desires and rooms of growth. And I have considered where I feel the need to show up for them in different aspects, in different ways. For example, I had to take into consideration what they have accomplished this year and what they need further encouragement and support in. What challenges have they faced and what school skills do I need to cater to to help them focus and overcome these challenges? And as you know, each child is different. There are different needs for each child. There is a different connection between you and each child you have. Each child comes with different strengths and different weaknesses. And therefore, your responsibility and your responsiveness and the lack of depends on your child, their age, their development, and the list goes on. So it would be impossible to say that your goals for one child is the same for another. And it's also not fair to cater one goal for the entire family unless it suits everyone's needs. So it only makes sense to make a section for each child. This individualized approach in goal setting is critical in a child's development as it strengthens their secure attachment style. Let me explain. Every individual has a different attachment style. The most ideal, I believe, is a secure attachment as it would indicate a level of resilience and sense of security and safety around the ones that they love. Therefore, when I do a yearly audit on my capability as a parent, I can specifically identify the different experiences with each child and how and what I can do to strengthen my connection for each child. Perhaps one child enjoys soccer and the other enjoys enjoys playing basketball. It would not make sense for me to put them all in a game of volleyball for the intention of connecting on a deep level and perhaps exploring their difficult situations in that game. So you can see why it's important to tailor a game plan for each child and their needs and be very specific because once you recognise these things, your day-to-day tasks with your children become much more intentional and you will be able to see the opportunities more clearly to show up for your child and respond in the way that they need you to. So in saying this, I want to leave you with a line that I found in my 2023 diary that I had wrote on the 29th of the 12th, 2022, 
a few days before the year rolled over. I cannot wait to see you on the other side of this letter. Remember, your strength and your love and your heart can save anyone, including yourself. You've got this. And I mean, that that brought a tear to my eye because this was a year ago and when I look back at the year that was, I am so proud for how I've shown up because of the goals and consistency and accuracy that I had laid out a year ago. And I hope this episode has inspired you to perhaps do an order on your life, on your year, on the year that was, on your ups, on your downs, and write out how you plan on doing different for yourself and for your children. And then maybe you will find yourself one step closer to that goal that you aspire to achieve. Thank you. And once again, I hope this helps.